Welcome to my podcast, Leading Virtual Teams. I'm Dr. Maren Deepwell. I'm a CEO in the not-for-profit sector and a professional coach. Each week, I'll be sharing ideas and strategies for creative and fun ways to help you succeed and lead in the virtual workplace. You can find the links to the tools and resources we'll be exploring in the show notes or head over to marindeepwell.com forward slash podcast. Now, on to the episode. Hello, and welcome to a new year and a new season of my Leading Virtual Teams podcast. Today, I want to talk a little bit about blogging as part of professional practice. And at the start of the year, that's usually one of the things I think about because for nearly two decades, blogging has been a core part of my work and something that I use as a strategy for disseminating my work, thinking through problems, recording achievements, sharing ideas, sharing my open practice, um, but also for me to have some space to think about things, particularly if I've got a very busy workload and I have a lot of competing deadlines and sometimes just not quite enough time um, to get it all out of my head. So blogging is a fantastic tool for me to do work-related journaling, um, reflection, and also sometimes work out things to which I don't have an answer. Now, I have a public blog and it's linked to in the show notes and um, where you can have a look of different posts that I publish. And it's been a really long time since I've had my own domain. I think it's an important part of my professional identity to have a space that's just mine. And so it's a WordPress blog that I use very regularly and have done for a very long time, um, ever since my undergraduate days. But also have various other spaces um, which I've maintained throughout the years, some public, um, some maybe public, but I don't advertise them as much, um, particularly if I have a specific um, thing that I want to experiment with. For example, a few years ago, I set up a sub blog about sort of more poetry and art and thinking about how that relates to my professional practice or sometimes if I collaborate with someone or have a specific project I might set up a specific um, section or even a whole different blog for that but I've also blogged in private for a very long time I think I really love the format to have a post per entry um, it's a little bit different from a journal for me um, which also works, I think, if you're more comfortable with just a document, a paper journal or Google Doc or something like that, that can also work really well. But for me, I love being able to, to search my private blogs by date or by topic. And that's one of the things that I find particularly helpful. And one of the Real advantages for me is now that blogs and blogging tools are very readily available, very easily to access. I can really lock down a space just with me as the only reader or the only editor and be able to have a real safe space for experimentation and to have a little bit of fun. If you have a senior role or you manage um, teams or maybe you have a quite a public-facing role within your institution, or you just feel that you know your professional practice could do with some privacy if you're not quite sure what you want to talk about, 
or how your ideas might be received. I think blogging in private can be a fantastic way to get into that habit and build the habit of writing and blogging regularly and give yourself some space to find your own voice or maybe develop a new voice for a different chapter in your career or a different path for a particular topic. I really love having a private space that I write in probably more frequently than I do in public. And for me to be able to then also look back at it um, maybe a month later, sometimes many years later, I've recently revisited a blog that I wrote from 2012 um, to about 2017 for about five years with hundreds of posts in it when I first took on my current role. And at that stage, I felt I really wanted somewhere in private um, where I could just write about things that I was maybe uncertain about, that I was particularly proud of, things that I wouldn't have necessarily wanted to express in public. And sometimes I think, particularly when you are a very reflective person, you might want to reflect on more things than is suitable to do in a public blog. So that is one of the things that I particularly liked. And that's where the search functionality of the blog really came into its own. It was just fantastic to be able to click on a tag and see, oh, what are all the things I wrote about travel in 2013? Or what are all the things I wrote about managing staff or all the things I wrote about giving presentations? So that would be really, really wonderful for me. So this year, I also feel that just setting up a new space to write in, which I haven't done for a few years, kind of made me feel energized and motivated to actually start writing. And it made me realize that I've been probably missing that kind of space for a few years now and that I hadn't really taken the time to think, oh, you know, have I got enough space to be frivolous and fun and experiment and not self-edit? So it's been a really great way of motivating myself at a sort of wintry, dark time of year. And maybe, you know, not all of us feeling at their brightest at the start of a, a new January. And so setting up that new blog and giving myself a little push to start writing that first post gave me a lovely sense of having a blank slate on which nothing really could go wrong just needed to engage with it myself. Very quickly over the first week or two of this year, I found that having the space in itself helped me just write and helped me get into the practice of reflecting on a new range of things. That is one of the questions um, I often get asked about by clients who I coach with who want to get into blogging. You know, they're like, oh, I don't know what to write about. I don't know if my ideas are relevant to people. Why would I need to publish these things? Um, isn't, isn't it already out there or isn't it boring? And my strategy for, for that sort of question would really be to start in private and to just start writing and to get into the habit of writing and to develop that as a practice. And by removing an audience, at least initially, it really helps you stop that 
self-judgment and those worries about what other people might think or what other people might comment on. Um, give yourself an opportunity to really just write and then step back and think about the ideas. And if you decide that you're quite comfortable um, or that maybe you like a post when you reread it again and you do want to publish it, well, then it's easy um, to copy and paste from one blog into another and just get out there and have the ready-made post to copy and paste. So I hope that has given you a little bit of inspiration to do a little bit of blogging of your own and think about what sort of new spaces you could create for yourself to help reflect, um, to help bring a little bit of creativity and fun into professional practice this January. Thank you for listening to Leading Virtual Teams. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, you can find the links to the tools and resources we talked about in the show notes or head over to myrondeepwell.com forward slash podcast. Mm-hmm.